Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And now you can leave us a five-star rating on Spotify as well. Or if you're checking us out on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get alert of all our great content right away. Now, let's get to our amazing show. First quarter, kickoff time. Guys know how we rock and roll. It's time for the school check-in. School check-in, unfortunately, it comes after a loss to the Los Angeles Rams. Rams recap the Vikings lose 30 to 23. Entertaining ball game. We saw some nice plays on both sides of the football. Uh, primarily speaking, the Vikings defense did a phenomenal job against Matthew Stafford. And unfortunately for me, I had Matthew Stafford on one of my fantasy team. He only gave me nine points. It was bittersweet. It was sweet because my guy Pat P and the Minnesota Vikings defenders was doing a phenomenal job in harassing and making life difficult for Matthew Stafford, forcing turnovers. That was a that was a sweet part. But the bitter part was I lost because Matthew Stafford didn't give me any numbers. So you know what? If my guy can go out and ball out. And his, and his teammates can ball out. I take a loss. There's always next year. But, man, that was a big-time money part, too. Yep, so I'm out on the next year. But let's recap with Pat P about the game, ball game. Pat P had a real good game. But looking back on what occurred uh, last Sunday, this past Sunday, Pat P, you know, what was the biggest reasons for reason for the loss, you think? Biggest reasons for the loss? Um... You know, you know, I think on defense, you know, I think like you talked about having opportunity, you know, you should have had more turnover tur- turnovers that could have uh, led to them not scoring, um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, being able to put the ball in the end zone off, off turnovers. You know, that's a point of emphasis that, you know, something we speak about each and every week. I was, you know, when a defense create turnovers, you don't you want to get six instead of three. Um you know, that's every offense philosophy. You know, that's that's no that's no secret. You know, when when a, when a, when your defense create um, a turnover. Uh, other than that, and also you know the big special team play. You know, you know, yeah. Anytime a team can have a big special teams play, um, you know that that can set up a score a score or end up scoring. You know, you have a pretty good opportunity. I'm a numbers guy, as you know. Yeah. So if a special team you know, make a play or end up scoring uh, in a game, it's a pretty good opportunity that that team is going to win. It's eighty. I think the numbers say it's 85% chance that yeah. team wins if they get a special special team's touchdown or a defensive mm-hmm. touchdown. Yeah, so that's just, you know, that just goes to show that the numbers are real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So having that having that big play on us, that you know, huge. hurt us a little bit. But, you know, we continue to fight. You know, I thought defensively, 
I thought we played well um, through the air, not giving up many big plays. I think of one big play I, I wish we, we could have had back on third and four um, in the fourth quarter. Uh, other than that, oh, then you know, we didn't we had a hard time stopping the run? So you know, mm-hmm. you can't, if you don't if you don't stop the run, it's kind of hard to you know stop teams from moving the ball. They pretty much have a two way uh, play call, you know, uh, when it's time to you know call plays into the quarterback. So um, you know, those are just some of the things that hurt us and that prevented but prevented us from not winning that ball game. Yeah, talking about stopping the run, Sony Michelle, twenty seven rushes for one hundred and thirty one yards and a touchdown. Uh, defensively, you had three interceptions on Matthew Stafford, only getting 10 points off those turnovers. Just imagine getting one touchdown would have been huge. Uh, Cooper Cup, 10 receptions for 109, 12th straight. Uh, one, this was the 12th straight one-score game tied for the longest streak in NFL history. And, oh, by the way, you didn't have Dalvin Cook because he was on the COVID list. Um, you know, looking at some of the quotes coming from Sunday's ball game, superstar wide receiver Justin Jefferson had this to say post game. I felt as soon as I came to the locker room, I was trying to pick up the guys and everything, but still came out slow, still didn't ha- didn't come out with the en- energy that we needed. Uh, he basically insinuating that you guys lack some energy. You know, what was your vibe with the team before the game got rolling? You know, was the energy there? Did you guys did, – did the lack of energy provide a slow start? You know, what was your mindset with what you saw from the team getting ready for kickoff? Uh, I thought everybody's mind was there. I just think on the offensive side of the ball, when you don't – when everything don't seem to go the right way or everybody's not on the same page, it could seem like the energy, you know, is not there because everybody's not on the same page. It's now yep. they're kind of focusing on trying to get on the same page. So – you know, from that standpoint, I know it's kind of hard on the offensive side of the ball to get, you know, to kind of get on the same page. Had a, had a, uh, you know, a couple bad series with the, you know, defensive line in the backfield, you know, creating yep. havoc, uh, hitting a running back before he can even get the snap, uh, pushing a, uh, one of our linemen into the running backs, you know, things like that. So, you know, when things like that go wrong, it's hard to, to kind of to try to get your, yourself going. But I thought as a defense, you know, we tried to, you know, we tried to calm the fire as best as we could, uh, as best as we could. You know, the first drive, they went down and I think they scored on the first drive. But other than that, I felt like we played pretty solid, stingy defense, you know, creating a turnover to, to set up a, I think we got the first three points off Anthony's uh, turnover. And then two series later, we came back and get another interception right before half, if I'm not mistaken, six minutes before half. Uh, then we get six points on that one. So now it's, you know, 10 10 13 i believe you know so mm-hmm. now now the juice is going now everything's yeah. flowing now we into the game you know so then obviously you know the big pump return happened yeah i was another in the third game. quarter now they, up, now they go up 14 again and then we go back and score now we no actually i think we got three if i'm not mistaken yeah because that pump return at the time when he got that pump return i think the score was 13 10 in the yeah. third quarter so it made it 20 10 on that punt return yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we went down and got. A, I think we ended up getting like a field goal to make it a thirteen twenty. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Then they scored, and however, however it went after that. But you know, I felt as a defense, we tried to get those guys going because it just seemed like the uh, offense wasn't in sync mm-hmm. early on in the game. And I think as a defense, we tried to provide you know the energy by you know create turn turnovers, getting key third down stops. And uh, just trying to get the ball back so they can find a way to get in their mojo. 
Yeah, Zimmer said this about Justin Jefferson's comments on Monday. I think Justin was just frustrated. Hey, we're all frustrated when we don't win a game. Uh, we all get frustrated. We all say things 10 minutes after the game that uh, we wish we hadn't hadn't said. In my opinion, in, in my opinion, he just wants to win. Uh, and, and part of that is that he wants to get the ball if he can. I don't think he's calling out anybody. That's not the type of person he is. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an emotional ball game. Anytime you lose, uh, you know, you feel some type of way. And you should. You should never get, you know, you should never be content in losing ball games. So that's just the type of player that he is. And hopefully uh, we see a different offense this upcoming week getting ready for another important ball game uh, with you guys. Uh, speaking of, you know, playing and individually, you know, doing what you're supposed to do, uh, Pat Peterson, yourself, you had a pretty good game, pretty good game. Didn't give up any catches to Cooper Cup or o OBJ. They were moving around a lot, but when anytime you lined up against those guys, you held your own. Your defense recorded three interceptions. You should have had a fourth. You had that uh, amazing uh, big-time PBU in the red zone, and boy, just didn't bring it in. Man. Yeah. It didn't bring it in. Those are the plays you got to make it. You got to you got to capitalize on. And for de defensive backs, you know what we say: tips and overthrows supposed to be a given. Yeah, that's supposed to be a given. But that didn't happen. But you know, you was out there doing your thing. There was one particular play we want to highlight. I think it was in the third quarter, uh, in the red zone for the Rams. Uh, they some people are saying it was a, a crash test dummy like play. OBJ ran directly into you. He tried to take you out. Uh, he must have felt some type of way because you ain't invite him on the show this season. So he just ran straight at you. You went to the sideline. I think he went to the sideline. But before yeah. both of you guys were laid out, talk about that play. Because I let me. I'm gonna ask you one question. I'm gonna just ask you. Did you get a threat to the flat? Uh, on that play? Honestly, I can't remember. I know it was stack. I know Cooper Cup was the uh, was the stack. It was actually. Was the yeah Cooper Cup was a stack guy, Odell was a point guy, and then we know they like to run those stack options in that in that kind of, in that in that formation. But I know Odell when he's in stack formation, he don't run seven routes. So and a that, seven is a corner. Yeah, it's a corner seven route. A corner what route. I was doing was I was just literally standing my ground because we was in the red zone. I'm like he can't beat me deep. So if he's gonna beat me across my face, I'm at ten yards. I'm gonna sit exactly where he's gonna have to break. So he's going to have to run, literally run through me to get to his route. And that's what I did. I literally sat there, didn't go anywhere. He ran through my leverage. And we ended up just colliding knees. Yeah, because there know, was no penalty on that play. Say it again? Nothing was called, right? No, nah, nothing was called. But the ref did tell me, said, if the ball was targeted at Odell, it would have been an offensive pass interference. Really? But I'm like, an offensive pass interference is an offensive pass interference. because No question. If a defense was holding away from the ball, guess what's going to be called? Holding. Holding. You know what I mean? Holding. Wait so, a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, I'm not, hey I ain't here talking about the refs. That's just what that's hey, just what that's know. just hey. Yeah, that's just communicating. You just, yeah, I'm just communicating. <laughs> I'm just communicating. Well, I want no fine. That envelope. I want no fines. No fines. <laughs> wow. So if they would have thrown the football his direction, they would have hit him with an offensive PI. But because the ball didn't come his direction, they just kept it. That's that's the type, at the that's same the, time, like that's big because that was third and four. And moving back. Exactly. Moving they, back. They converted the first, they got first down on that. You know, that was they a scored, huge, they, they scored seven points in that drive. I it? think so. I think they scored seven points on that on that drive. 
Oh, man, that's BS right there. Come on, referees. Don't do that. It, but And for our listeners and viewers, I'm pretty sure you guys know football is kind of one-sided where offensive guys kind of get more calls. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all watch the game. You know what I mean? He ain't saying it, but I can't get that <laughs> FedEx envelope in my locker because I ain't got no locker. I didn't say it. But y'all know what we're saying. Keep it real. Don't be biased, listeners and viewers. Y'all know offensive players get more calls than defensive players. And, and specifically saying that, Pat P just gave us some insight on what the referee told him, which would have been a huge, huge call if it was made. Because correct me if I'm wrong, offensive PI is 15 yards, is 10 yards back. It's 15, right? Oh, man, I think it's. It's 15? I think it's 10. I think it's 10. Yeah, 10. They, 10 they, or 15. They, might have, they might have changed it to 15, though. 10 or 15. Long yeah. story short, if they move them back 10, 15 yards, there was already like third and four, third and five. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at third and 15. If it's 10 yeah. yards, you're looking at uh third and 20 if it's if it's 15 yards. And the likelihood of them converting that opportunity is not likely, which would have been huge if you forced them to settle to get three. But in all, it happened. That's the life of a defender, a life of a secondary player. But man, you played a good game, man. And and and, and another good week of, of, of Pat P in the red zone. We saw red zone activity against Chicago. You was active. I love when you talk to the fans too. I know you were at home, so you really couldn't talk to the fans. But I like when you be when you when you when you when you get it get it get it cracking with the fans when you're on the road you talk to the fans in the chicago bears end zone uh that play on their tight end as well i think it was jimmy Graham. you had two big time plays last monday night and then this week past sunday once again you showed up in the red zone talk about some of your red zone production and just having a knack for what things are where things are going to happen where the ball is going to go most importantly well like we talked about you know all year long you know just understanding where you are on the field, you know, understanding what what teams like to do in the red zone. Most most teams like to like to attack, you know, the the goalposts, meaning the inside the uh, inside the numbers because it's a safer throw for the quarterback. It's, it's high. Easier throw. It's a way. You red know zone I mean? beater was what we right. call them. Red zone so, beaters. Red zone beaters. So for one, I'm protecting my inside because I know that's what uh, you know offenses want to attack me either with double posts or raps or uh algo specials um they even got now and, and nowadays this this came up within like the last four three or four years in the nfl the the fade i don't even know what they call it but the fade front pylon route it's like a come it's like a it's like a fade comeback almost you yeah. know so you have to be a little leery uh, of that route but just understanding where you are on the on, on uh in, on the part of the field understanding what teams like to do what can't hurt you, what can't hurt you, and just play and play to your leverage. You know, that's the biggest thing, honestly, man. Just play to your leverage. Be where you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Understand, you know, where all your help is. Understand where, you know, where you can get beat at, you know, where your weaknesses are. So, um, and understand also teams can't run deep. They can't run past you in the, in the, in the red zone. So you can be much slower than you uh, than you are when you are defending passes in the field. So um, that was why one of the reasons why I was able to stand my ground. Um, I on and, 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 and you said something that uh, that triggered you know my antennas. You said when OBJ was in a stack alignment as the point guy, he wasn't yeah. running seven cuts. No, he so, never seven. And and for our listeners and viewers, football is so mental. 
and the film study is so important. So based on your week of preparation, I don't know how many routes you watched of OBJ, Cooper, Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. or uh, Vance, but uh, I'm sorry, Jefferson. Jefferson. Jefferson, yeah. But you were able to distinguish and understand, I know the routes I can get, and I know mm-hmm. the routes I'm not going to get. How much, time do, how much time do you devote, Pat P., you think, estimate, getting ready for a Sunday ball game? How much time do you devote in watching tape? Um, well, you know, it's when meetings three hours of the day, three hours out of the day as far as film studying. At meetings, when you're yeah, in the facility. In meetings, yeah, in, in, in film, uh, with, the, with the group. Yep. And then I spent about, you know, an hour and a half after that, you know, each day at home. And then obviously when we travel, I watch some tape on the, on the, uh, on the plane. Um, and then after the game, I'm on to the next team. You know, sooner after the game, I watch, I watch, uh, watch my game, watch the game we just played. And then I'm watching, I'm watching, you know, whoever our next opponent, like yesterday, for an example, you know, watched the game when I got home, had dinner with the family, got the kids all cleaned up, watched the game. Hey, I started watching the Green Bay game right after I watched ours. So it's safe to say you watch probably around four to four and a half hours a day of film. Yeah, yeah. Four to around four hours that. a day, around that, okay. Mm-hmm. And and being able to be comfortable enough. So when you're watching tape, I, I love being able to, to get some nuances here or there from different defenders. Do you particularly try to highlight, because it's almost impossible to remember every route you see, because you mm-hmm. probably watch four games leading up to that game of past weeks, right? And then you might watch something from early in the year. But do you try to distinguish certain route patterns and combinations that you know, when I get this formation, this is my key. This is my go-to. Like, yeah, you, I, yeah, how I you go about your business? Yeah, I highlight, I highlight formations where the receiver is located, especially if I have a, a matchup. Mm-hmm. Where the receiver is located, it tells me a lot. And so location, um, formation, and I want, and I do a top five routes. So like this week, we had we got Cooper Cup, we got we got Odell Jefferson. So for mm-hmm. Odell, my top five routes for him is when he's condensed, he's running an over. Meaning, meaning he's tight to the line of scrimmage. Yes, when he's tight to the line of scrimmage, he he and uh, this is when he's by himself condensed though, because he he yeah. is condensed sometimes with Cooper Cup. So when he's single condensed, he'll run he'll run the overs, he'll run the deep bike routes, which is a deep eighteen yard uh, curl. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll run, he'll run. They'll sprinkle in the outs, but they only ran there like three times this year. And mind you, he only been there, you know what, four games. So yeah. that was a very that's a that's a very low probability route that I got a cover for. I mean yeah. a cover for when he's by himself. So now when he's with a receiver in stack, so now his routes change a little bit. So he'll give me a little bit. Of a, a deep, he'll still give you the over, but it's going to be a little bit deeper. He'll give you the post. He'll give you the dig. Um, so I go down to the top five routes, and I go with Jefferson. Anytime he's in the, uh, and anytime he's outside wide, outside the numbers, he's more of a, a vertical threat type guy. He'll run, he'll run curls occasionally, but he's mm-hmm. more down the field um, type ver- uh, receiver, especially if he's uh, outside of, uh, if he's the number one receiver number one receiver in three by one. Mm-hmm. They love to run the digs. They love to run the dagger um, yeah. with him um, behind zone coverages. And and Cooper Cup, he's pretty much a wild card. You know, he's he's almost he's always that stat guy. He's always that option guy. He's the guy that 
pretty much had the liberty to do what he wants, meaning yeah. he has the liberty to pretty much, pretty much, um, to 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 pretty much uh, attacks attack the deep defender leverage. So whatever yeah. he feels a good way for him to go, that's where he's going to go. You know what I mean? So they do a good job of moving him around. So Cooper Cup runs a lot of uh, if if he's so Cooper Cup. The thing about Cooper Cup, if he's outside in a bunch, he will give you more of the outs. He'll give you more. He give you a little bit more of everything. He's not a down the field guy, so that's one thing you don't have to worry about him. You don't have to worry about you know any routes past fifteen if he's outside. Yeah. So he run more of the speed outs, more of the digs, um, things like that. So that's kind of that's kind of how I break it down in, in totality of watching film. Like you said, I watch a bunch of stuff, but going through all of that stuff, I'm going through the top five the the top five uh, five routes they run the most. Mm-hmm. E formations uh, uh, that that can pop up, you know, uh, that that show up that they like to um, um, uh, feature in in, uh, in games. Mm-hmm. And also locations of the receivers. Mm, that's dope. That's dope. Well said. Nice knowledge. And if it's a match too, yeah. if I have a matchup, I want to see. I go through previous game to see how uh, the receiver reacts off press coverage. Press coverage. Yeah. yeah. Cool insight coming from one of the great ones, Pat P. Telling you guys a little bit of what he does when it comes to prep, and it's not just about the physical standpoint. It's about the mental guy putting in over four hours a day when it comes to film, then getting ready for the next ball game. Talking about a matchup, there's a primetime matchup. I remember when we were together in Minnesota during training camp, I asked Justin Jefferson, is there a matchup that he's looking forward to uh, this upcoming season? And you remember, Pat P, he said he had it scheduled, or he had it circled already on the schedule. The Rams coming to Minnesota. He wanted to, he wanted to go against Jalen Ramsey. Uh, this matchup was highlighted by two outstanding top-level guys in their positions going toe-to-toe. Now, they didn't face off every time, uh, but they had a few battles. You know, Jefferson finished the day with eight catches for uh, 116, uh, lined up opposite of Jalen five times. No, he he had five targets when lined up against Jalen Ramsey. He brought in three of those targets for 24 yards. Man, talk about that matchup. You know what I mean? Jalen is a guy who, who who's, you know, learned a lot from you. And, of course, you know, your, your relationship with Justin Jefferson. But did you get a chance to kind of get a sneak peek about, you know, looking at that one-on-one matchup with these two premier-level guys going toe-to-toe? Oh, yeah, I watched it for sure. You know, it was um, it was very intriguing to watch. And those are the type of things I love to watch because, you know, what, Jalen's, what, year eight now? Uh, I think seven. seven, maybe seven, I want to say. Seven? Yeah. I just remember those times when, you know, I had those, you know, marquee matchups with, you know, the Calvin Johnson, Antonio Browns, Julio yep. Jones. Uh, uh, I mean, the list goes on. And, you know, and just to – and he knows what, what you know, the, the work – the the grind, the dedication that it takes in that it takes to, you know, go up against these top tier receivers week in and week out. And not only week in and week out, but four quarters. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that's a tough task to be able to not only endure, you know, you know, uh, you know, the intensity of the game and, you know, the um, you know, the excitement of the game and things like that, but also being able to stay tuned on uh, on the business that you have to take care of. So it was a fun matchup for me to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, two, two, two young guys um, going at it, two young guys that's going to be etched in this, in this league for, you know, for forever. You know what I mean? Both of those yeah. guys, you know, are Hall of Fame type players. No question. You know, so um, it was a fun matchup. And um, 
you know, uh, just hoping that we 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 would have got the dub as a team. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't. Um, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was it was great to see, you know, Justin, you know, make history. You know, oh, yes, win, yeah. only the second year in the league. And like I said, I think I said this as well coming into this season. He will be a top three, top five receiver. You did say that. Right now, you know, I think statistically he's a top three receiver. Yeah. But, you know, arguably could be, you know, number one in anyone's book. So, yeah, um, it, it, it's just amazing to see the things that he's able to accomplish throughout his young career. And uh, I'm happy to see it all unfold. Um, yeah. Speaking on uh, speaking about Justin Jefferson record breaking day. He surpassed OBJ for most receiving yards in first two seasons in NFL history. Randy Moss is third on that list. Jerry Rice is fourth. You talk about some names. Mm -hmm. Man. So we see you, Jefferson. Yes, it was a loss, but he was able to make history yesterday. Talk about another premier Hall of Fame-like player, Aaron Donald. Man, every time it seemed like you guys are trying to run the football, Aaron Donald was in the backfield. Man, what makes him so dominant? And is he probably the most dominant defender you've seen? Um, it's hard not to say he 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 isn't. I mean, I probably have to put you know him. You know, I had opportunity to play with uh P Will or I had opportunity to play against P Willie, Patrick Willis. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. at a linebacker spot. <laughs> he was a game changer. Yeah. I'm gonna I tell knew. you another one too, Pat P. Pat Patrick Willis teammate. Oh yeah, Alden no, Smith. Uh, yes. If if oh, he just if, so, I, I saw I saw some good ones, but to do what Aaron is doing in the interior line, this man get triple team, <laughs> double team. He beat and reach blocks. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's, this dude is really doing like some Reggie White, Jerome Brown type stuff, bro. Like, Man. literally, it's un- that's what he would really remind me of. You know, a lot of, I know Jerome didn't have a very, very long career in the league, but he has that same body structure, sh- short. He's just shorter. Yeah. He might, he's just a little bit shorter, but just, just, just a little leaner, agile. Just, uh, and I'm not saying this as a, as a, as a, as a, as a knock. As a nasty football player, you know, some people oh. can take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. That's how you want to see guys. He's play. just a dog mentality, no just football player. And he loves the game. And and it's just it's I mean, it's it's hard to stop that guy, man. It really is. And I was just, just seeing, like you said, every time it doesn't matter what we did. I mean, run the ball. It didn't matter. Ball, and he's in every he just yeah, I mean the dude. He's unstoppable. I mean, we'll uh, just watching, watching, you know, it not only watching on the sideline, but the dude been doing it for the last five years. And you know what? And you can talk about the 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 work that goes in, but when you see guys like an Aaron Donald that plays in the trenches, they usually do one or the other very, very well. Like they might be more physical, they might not be a technician, but they just the physical nature just is what they do well. And they can sprinkle in some of the technique fundamentals nah. here or there. He, yeah, all player. He, he, he's a, he, if you had the right rusher, yeah, run he, defender. He's, <laughs> energy. He's at like level ten. 
technique, he's level 10. Fundamentals, he's level 10. Strength, tenacity, the, the meanness, the, the bulliness, all of those are 10, 10, 10, yeah. 10, 10. And he plays, he never is tired. He plays with energy. And he's just like you say, he's a dog. He is a guy yeah. who really don't like you when he's mm-hmm. going against you. And, oh, yeah. and, and I, I think me personally, I grew up when I was a child, I started loving the New York football giants because of Lawrence Taylor. And it was something about Lawrence Taylor that when I was a little boy, I was like, man, they're afraid of Lawrence Taylor. I can see, I can tell they they are afraid of Lawrence Taylor. And you know, you're a dominant player when someone is afraid of you and you're not even playing. Like you saw (laughs) the fear in coaches faces, but they wasn't even standing up in front of Lawrence Taylor. The real dominant players make you afraid of them. I remember watching Michael Jordan when I was growing up because I was a Laker fan, right? And anytime Jordan played the Lakers, I was afraid because I didn't know what he was going to do and how well he was going to do it. Think about that. Think about someone yeah. uh, watching, just watching as a fan. Like, that's why, that's why, that's why the being Kobe being Bryant was a, was a goon because people was afraid of me. Like, man, don't piss him off. Yeah, just let him Aaron be. Donald, hey, Aaron Donald is that type of player. Like, hey, hey, man, chill out. Don't piss him off because he already going to give us everything we want. But don't give him a reason. Right. Don't, don't, don't give him a reason to give us even more. So LT would be my most dominant defender I ever seen, like NFL player. Like LT would just yeah. on a whole nother. Hey, and I would say too. Who else? He's got early, he's got. early JJ Watt. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey JJ Watt. JJ Watt was getting more picks and corners at one Man, point. JJ Watt was a yeah. But the thing about JJ Watt, he was so dominant, but he wasn't as mean. Yeah, yeah, he was Aaron yeah. Donald. No, 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 Aaron Donald. Yeah, he. Aaron Donald mean, mean man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Aaron Donald's that type of dog you put in his own cage. He, he like that. He like that new breed of pit bulls. That bully. He's that bully. Yeah, you don't. Bull. You don't. You don't let him co-mingle. You. He got to be by himself because they don't tell him what he. He look. Man, I, I see this man be grabbing grown men by their face. Man, it's like come here. <laughs> like come here. Like man, that man is. But hey, that's what you gotta have. The great ones are different. They got different oh, yeah. elements to what they do. And Aaron Donald, man, he had five tackles, three tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, and a big time sack, man. Yeah, I, I, I will. We should go ahead and throw this out on social media, man. The most dominant individuals that ever played the National Football League. I would have LT number one. I have Aaron Donald number two. But Aaron Donald, when you look at where he's going trajectory wise. Mm. <laughs> in that category, Jack. Yeah, in that category. Yes, sir. Now it's time for Packers preview. Ooh, the Green Bay Packers mad at y'all. Because a few weeks ago, they traveled to Minnesota, and it didn't end as well as they would like for it to end. Now y'all got to go to to the Lambo Sunday night football primetime. Pat P, the last time you guys played on Sunday night, you didn't play, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was no. against Dallas. Yeah. Primetime Sunday night football. And I remember you told me one of your favorite times to play is that Sunday night. Sunday night. You got you what you got? You gonna give us some purple cleats? What you gonna wear for us? You gonna no, wear some purple man. cleats? Oh, man. I'm, I'm like, like all right, I'm like iron Mike. Hold on, you we. had purple cleats on when y'all had them color rush. What what game I had was that? To the, uh, the black cleats want to look right with that. I had to go purple with them. That was against Chicago. No, nah, that was uh that, that was, was against uh that was against the Steelers. 
Cause we had we had to, we, that was our color rush game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The purple cleats, man. I like them purple cleats, but nah, they cause it got the it got the gold, it got the gold on it, so it don't, it don't look good with the unis, especially when we had the white numbers. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> you, you, you gonna wear your black gloves and your black cleats then, like you said, yes, Mike sir, Tyson. Iron Mike, man, Mike Tyson style, man. Prime time, man. Minnesota's third prime time game in four weeks, man. It's an opportunity to continue to showcase what you can do on a national stage. But I'm excited, and I need to hear from you. Well, this is what the weatherman is saying. The weatherman <laughs> predicts it's supposed to be two degrees at kickoff on Sunday night, and we'll probably dip into the negatives. <laughs> Have you ever played anything like that, Pat P? Nope, but I'm ready. Ooh, you better get them buys and tries ready. <laughs> that thing going to be good. Ooh. And That's see, different. for me, I kind of know a little bit about that. I played the majority of my career at Pittsburgh. Pat P was in Arizona, and he was in a dome. Yeah. He go to Minnesota, he's still in the dome. But mm-hmm. ooh, 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 ooh. no sleeves, right? No, no sleeves. sleeves. No sleeves, man. Give give us a little give, give us a little insight about when you're playing in these type ball games. What do the NFL provide your equipment guys provide for you to kind of be as warm as possible, even if you're not wearing <laughs> sleeves? Do you wear different undershirt? Do you do you wear different, you know, uh tights underneath your, your pants? Do you wear any yeah. toe warmers, fingers? Oh, yeah, definitely got the toe warm. You got the toe warmers. The toe warmers didn't work for me, Pat P. Yeah, you got the toe warmers, you got the uh uh you know, obviously the hand warmers, but I had the hand warmers inside my football pads. I had about my knee pads. Huh? Yeah, you ain't never tried that, huh, Matt? I ain't never tried that. Everybody was looking at me different when I tried it, man. I had I had two 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 uh two knee uh two uh warmers up under my knee pad and two under my thigh pads. So I got full. I got two on each leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when that heat wear out, you put new ones in there. Yes, sir. Halftime, switch them out, Jack. But fresh heat. You don't wait. I don't see you have the pouch. You don't wear the uh, the hand. So no. So I had the pouch. I got the and your jersey like a quarterback. Yeah. So what, what I did. What made you do that? So it so they said that what that's that help keeps the body warm. So what I did was because you know now the pouch is closer to your uh it's closer to your skin. Yeah. So I put about eight, about eight uh hand warmers in there. So now my now my my body, my triceps, now that's all warm. Yeah. So now you know oh, when you, you go cheating. to the sideline, huh? You cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know you go to the sidelines. So now you know now all I'm doing is put my coat on. So I'm chilling. And I got the head, I got my uh the, the head thing going looking like a jack boy. And uh, I'm ready to rock. And they got the beanie on too. Oh, so 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 you got the hand warmers inside the, your stump, your ab area. Yeah, and you so got they, hand warmers in your thighs and your knees and the yeah, toes. So they made they put the hand warmer in like they made it within the jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't usually only see quarterbacks have them yes. type of Yes, everybody normally only see quarterbacks with that. When I asked for it, they said, hey, quarterbacks on I said, yeah, I know. With a P2 on it. Well, you got it. Boy, I know you're gonna have a bunch of hand warmers because it's gonna be two degrees. And yeah, boy, you better hope it. you better hope I that wind don't cut. Like them in there, boy. Well, if that wind go to cutting, man, make sure you got some chapstick because them lips gonna be the first thing to go. I know. Well, I might, I might have a chapstick inside my uh, hand warmers. And Vaseline, we used to put that uh Vaseline on that arm, man. Come out looking like a wrestler, thought that was doing something that wasn't doing nothing. Cause that wind gonna cut, it's gonna cut. It didn't matter, but bad. Two degrees, Green Bay Lambeau Field, big time win in Week Eleven against the Green Bay Packers. What's probably some of the uh, one of the biggest things you can take away from the first meeting again against Green Bay when you guys were able to win that ball game? Um, I think we was able to harass Aaron a lot in that game um, early on in that game. Um, I think 
towards the second half of the game, we we, we allow them to get a little comfortable and um, giving up some big plays over our heads. So yep. um, I think if we're if we're allowed to eliminate the big plays, continue to you know aggravate them a little bit, um, offense, you know, sustaining drive, putting points on the board. I think hopefully we can hope for the uh, the same outcome that we had last time. And Rodgers is putting together putting together an MVP like year. Uh, he is the favorite right now to win the MVP award. He's twelve and two as a starter, thirty three touchdowns, four interceptions, uh, over thirty six hundred yards. He leads the league in touchdown percentage, lowest interception percentage, quarterback rating. Uh, when you look at some of the great quarterbacks you played against, Pat P, what would you rank? Aaron Rodgers. Uh, All time. Right, right now, I'll put Aaron Rodgers at number three. I put Ooh. Tom Brady one, Peyton Manning uh-huh. two, uh, Peyton Manning two, Aaron Rodgers three. I go Dangerous Russ four. I would like to have Ben up there higher, but only played against Ben literally twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I put Philip. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let me go back first. Make sure I ain't forgetting nobody. Yeah, that, that'd be. I mean, that'd be. That'd be my like my top five. But I have an Aaron Rodgers at three. That the, mm. the, the top quarterbacks that I played against. That's fair. I think my list would look similar. I yeah. probably would have Tom one, Peyton two. Aaron oh, I forgot three. about Drew Brees too. So Drew Brees would be four. But I, I'll have I'll have Aaron over Drew Brees. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, one key for the Vikings' defense versus Green Bay's offense, what would it be? Uh, he don't he don't do many of them, but create turnovers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's smart with that football. Yeah, he don't, he don't do many of them, but try to create some turnovers, boy. And the best way to do that is hit them. Yeah. Hit him. And you guys do a great job in sacking the quarterbacks. You know, you're tops in the league when it comes to that category. Uh Sacks are important, but just making him rush mm-hmm. is important as well. You know, throwing the football when he's not quite ready to throw the football, uh, that's something that you guys can definitely do to create turnovers. So when you look at offensively for the Vikings, what's a huge key the Vikings offense need to do against Green Bay's defense? Um, We got to run the football. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to run the football, especially in this in this weather be able to 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 get Kurt comfortable and to doing things that he's comfortable doing, meaning play action, boot, rolling out. Um, that's when Kurt is at his best. So, and we yeah. can't do that if the if the running game is not there. So, we got to be able to run the football. What type of playoff hopes are you clinging on to? Uh, you guys got a ten. Uh, Vikings have a ten percent chance to make the playoffs currently, as it stands today. Uh, you know, how hopeful are you? when it comes to trying to get into the tournament? Well, you know, obviously we need some help, you know, yep. but at the end of the day, we just have to still try to win the games that's on the schedule for us. You know, all we yep. have to do is just worry, uh, worry and focus on us. And that's all we can do at this point. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's prediction time. I'm four and two, by the way, when I pick against the Minnesota Vikings. So if you're new to the show, I started off picking the Vikings. They were losing. I tried something different pick against the Vikings. They were winning. Fans told me, keep doing what you're doing. Be mad. So last week, my score prediction was 20, uh, 26-24, right? That was last week. The Vikings lost 30-23. to 30, 30 So this prediction, uh, my prediction for this week's game in Lambeau Field, where it's going to be two degrees, 
something about that weather. I think it's going to be a low score in the fair. Hmm. I'm going to get an ugly score. Yeah, I'm going to go 19-14. Green Bay Packers. Ugly. Because the weather going to be ugly. 19-14 Green Bay Packers. It's going to be ugly. You're going to see. You're going to have 31 hand warmers all over from head to toe. So you already know what time it's going to be. Like, you like a furnace. No question. 1914 Green Bay Packers. Let's see how close I come. And like I said, I'm picking against the Vikings on purpose. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with some notable news from the NFL. And we'll be answering your questions next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pat P, notable news from this past weekend, slate of ball games, uh, Sunday night, sideline scuffle, Washington got embarrassed against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. Uh, Deron Payne jabbed a finger into his teammates, head Jonathan Allen, and Allen swung at him. Uh, the emotions definitely were high. Uh have you ever been involved or seen anything like that person up close in person where you, you got two defenders going going at it on the sideline literally? Nah, nah, never, never had an opportunity to be a part of that and don't want to have an opportunity to nah. be a part of that for sure. So I mean, you know, when you put your hand in somebody's head and you kind of yeah, push with yeah. your finger, like, come on, especially when we're getting whooped. Like we can't do yeah. nothing right. You're already you <laughs> mad at your job. I'm mad at my job. Everybody mad, and that's what you're gonna hit me with. And they played right. together at Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they played together. Oh at man, yeah. Yeah, that was all bad. You don't you don't do that, man. That's that's just that's a guy cool right there for sure. And I'm gonna tell you this much real quick. I was in three fantasy playoff leagues this past weekend, and I was playing against the Cowboys defense, and I had Cowboys kicker. Washington loud. The Cowboys have scored fifty plus points on all touchdowns. They mm. they didn't they didn't force them to kick one field goal. Oh my that, god! Yeah, I lost that league too because Washington defense gave them twenty nine points. <laughs> Iron unkind man. Iron unkind. Don't get involved in it, Pat P. Nope. A, don't don't do it. Don't do it. And other notable news: There's going to be some jobs available. Coming soon, the Raiders have interest in interviewing Todd Bowles. Your guy, Todd Bowles, man, might get an might get an opportunity to be a new head coach soon. Uh, the Jaguars are interested in interviewing Byron Leftwich, my former teammate with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why do you believe these guys deserve to be a head coach? I had an opportunity to be around both of these guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I always thought Todd was a great football mind. Um, obviously, had an opportunity to be around him for two years and. You know, he went on to be the head coach with the Jets. Yep. Felt like that wasn't a really good situation for him, but he made do with what he had. 
great uh, stepping stone for him. But uh, you know, now that that learning curve is over, I think he's definitely, definitely more than ready to uh, for another crack at it. You know, yeah. doing what he's able to do with every defense that he's been a part of, um, um, and just just a very, very um, guy that I, I feel that's very um, worthy of mm-hmm. a head uh, of a head coaching job. And the same thing with Byron had the opportunity to be around him. He was our quarterbacks coach. When, uh, when Carson was here, uh, here on the BA staff and yeah. seeing what he was able to do um, there in Tampa Bay to win a championship, being a first-year um, offensive coordinator and, and being able to do some of the things that he's able to do on, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, the way his offense has ranked in the last two years, uh, months, um, all the other offenses. Um, so um, I, I think these guys are definitely uh, more than ready for – those opportunities. I hope that they get the opportunity that uh, uh, that's been waiting for them. And yes, sir. Best of luck. Time will tell. Time yeah. will tell. Now it's time to dish out an award. Usually we hand out two awards, offensively and defensively. But this week we're gonna do something different. We're gonna just hand out one award. Why? Because this is the only individual that should get an award. We're dishing out All Things Covered Award for guys that lived up to our show name and having everything covered. All Things Covered. It goes to an LSU alum, Joe Kuburo. Boy, let me tell you something. Joe threw for 525 yards against the Ravens. It's the fourth most by a player in a game in NFL history. He's the first player in NFL history with 525 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions in a ball game. He's the first player in NFL history with, with two 400-yard passing games against a single opponent in a single season. He had 417 yards against the Ravens at the Ravens in Week 7. His 941 yards against the Ravens this season are the most by one player against one team in a season in NFL history, breaking a record shared by Dan Marino and Joe Montana. That's why we're only giving out one award. When you get all these record-setting numbers in this ball game it goes out to lsu alum and joe cool burrow for throwing for over 500 yards and four touchdowns against his arch rival go tigers go tigers in the words of coach oh uh wink martindale the b the defensive coordinator he didn't feel he felt some type of way he had these comments leading up to the game when asked to compare the Packers to the Bengals. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't think we're ready to, to buy a gold jacket. He said, buy a gold jacket for Joe Burrow. Joe had this to say after the Bengals win over the Ravens. I didn't think it was necess- It was a necessary comment. I wouldn't say I was offended by it. I mean, I'm in year two. Who knows what's going to happen down the road, but I didn't think it was necessary. So there's some issues going on between Joe and the Baltimore Ravens. I'm here for all of it. I love it. I love it. And that's what rivalries are supposed to be. So let's see what happens next year when these teams face off. Because for some reason, Joe loved playing against the Baltimore Ravens. Now it's time to give you guys some updates on our All Things Covered merchandise. You see I'm rocking the T-shirt. All Things Covered merch is now available in the CBS Sports Store. You can get your ATC hats, hoodies, tanks, water bottles, mugs, and much, much more. Just visit store.cbs.com. The link will also be in the episode description. Get the holiday shopping done right now. Even though Christmas is over, you can still shower down someone with some magnificent gifts when it comes to all things covered merchandise. Seven questions. Here is an opportunity for us to interact with you, our listeners and our viewers. If you want your question to be answered in the show, just leave it attached to a five-star rating. 
So this is the final episode of the year for both of us. So it's time to reflect back on this magnificent 2021 season and year for us. Pat P, what was the best part of your 2021 year? Doing the show? Just in general. Just in general. Just in general? Yeah, what was the best part of your 2021? Uh, Being able to rock number seven in the league. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's that, that's 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 something that's big, you know. That's something that's as a kid, you always you always wanted to rock a single digit in the league at the biggest mm-hmm. stage of them all, and to be able to rock that seven this year and some familiar colors was pretty big for me. Yeah, and what what are you most looking forward to in twenty twenty two? Um, just to have an opportunity. To, to 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 play for it all, you know, just have an opportunity, you know, just yeah. have an opportunity to get into the dance. That's all. I love it. I think for me, the best part of 2021 for me, what was my best part? I think, well, well, one of the best parts <laughs> for me, I won a lot of parlays this year. That you, you, you was probably a fish, you was, you was, Officially named the Pauly King this year. I think that was pretty good. I just had, let me tell you something. I ain't even get a chance to share this with you, but I just hit another parlay this past weekend. I hit a yeah. five teamer and a six teamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, heavy. Yeah. I hit a uh my five teamer consists of Cincinnati. I had the under in Tampa and Carolina game, Kansas City first half, Philly and the Cowboys. Then my six teamer was Buffalo, the Jets, the Bears, Cincy, the Eagles, and the Rams. Mm. Hmm. I had it. So I think those were the best parts for me. What I'm looking uh, forward to the most uh, in 2022, uh, of course, continuing the show, uh, getting a chance to uh, do some Super Bowl work out in L.A. Uh, I don't know. I guess to see what else next. And oh, by the way, my guy, uh, he's building a home. He's going to have a, a podcast studio in the home. I can't wait to get a chance to do a few shows in the, yeah. stu- in, in the new studio. Live in, a, in live and in color, so I'm looking forward to that. And most importantly, good health and staying out of the yeah. way. Yes, that's sir. it. Just staying out of the way. So that's it. Hopefully, you guys do 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 the same. Just stay out of the way, and y'all know exactly what I'm talking about because we all fighting the same battle. Yes, sir. That's it for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening and watching. We'll be back again Thursday, where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. Peace. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.